This is Pod With Me. Ready. I'm Alex J. Aguiar, and on this episode, my aunt. She's the one person in the family that cares about what we shove down our mouths and is constantly trying to teach us how to travel in a road of nutrition less followed. And now she's going to give us the most valuable information on how to have your body ready to fight the coronavirus. Get ready, because the pod starts now. No, 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 no. I say take another road. Wow, vitamin C? Wow, this is fantastic. Why is this on the evening news? When it hits a body that doesn't have enough vitamin C, enough of vitamin D, you get what is called a overactive immune system. It just goes haywire. My thing is about being empowered. And I refuse to give my power away to anybody with a little white coat. We just want to keep it simple. Iodine is going to be used as a viral antifungal type of thing. If you think you're going to get be getting that from any of that Morton's little table salt thing, you're sadly mistaken. In fact, you mean the lady with the umbrella? That's a lady. You got to throw her, throw her out. Ready. Let's go. Roll sound. Welcome to the pod, Olga Chikalis, a.k.a. Tita, my aunt. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, happy to be on with you today, see if we can provide some information. Finally, because I've been after you for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a practicing nutritionist, but I would say you are a nutri-journalist. You follow everything and anything that has to do with the purest form of nutrition. Well, thank you. I do take uh, great pride in uh, putting in a lot of hours of research. Everybody's at different levels in their journey because I believe we're all on a journey. And uh, the thing is to be able to get the information and then again, uh, try to take action. And uh, all we want to do is not be better than anyone. It's just be better than I used to be. You always have great advice and your advice is needed now more than ever. And everyone needs to hear this for those who don't do research. We're, we're facing a great challenge at the moment. We're surrounded all the time by different bacterias and, and viruses. This is just the way it is. This is nothing new. Um, in fact, we're, we're basically a host for these bacterias and viruses. And so... You have to focus on what you can do to strengthen the host. If you make it so that you have a strong immunity, this virus is going to bounce off of you. It will not take you down. And this is a message that is not getting out to the uh, population. They are going around uh, with this uh, victim uh, cap on. You have to take the victim cap off. That serves no one. We have within our powers to do several things. I, I don't like what I'm seeing out there where the media is not asking the one question and as a journalist, as, as someone who should be really interested in finding out the truth, is why can't we do something to strengthen our immune system? Why is it everybody's just told just to get inside and don't leave your homes? But why aren't we addressing the simple things, the low-hanging fruit, that will be able to be resilient about this virus. So Olga, tell us, what is the first step to getting your immunity up? 
one of the big factors that I've been trying to um, make sure everybody understands about the immunity and how we can take it and and let it do its repair jobs. And and this is going to start with, uh, there's 24 hours in a day. And out of those 24 hours, we have to make sure that the seven hours, eight hours that you get of rest, hopefully in that ballpark, will be uh, quality hours because this is when our, our immune system, our repairs in our cells are getting done. So if you don't prepare your body to get the right amount of rest and um, you go to bed very late, you might you know, start uh, missing these critical repair systems to start uh, getting your immune system strengthened. So there's a cert- certain amount of things that I, I would tell you that you need to do to get yourself ready for bed. Depending on, on your uh, sleeping window, um, that means if you usually are going to look at, you usually go to bed at 10, or you usually go to bed at midnight, or you usually go to bed at 8, you know, and hopefully not much past that. I think in Miami, everybody but, goes to sleep at 2. <laughs> it, oh, boy. Okay. So, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a circadian rhythm, and, and this is something that once you go to bed past, let's say, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you start missing on, on some of those benefits. But uh, anyway, so we'll just focus on those seven or eight hours that you really need to get some good rest. One of the first things that you need to do is um, you have to make sure that you stop eating, that you finish dinner, that you don't eat before going to bed. So what happens if you end up eating before going to sleep? That um, during the time that you're supposed to be sleeping, your body is trying to digest a meal. Well, guess what? Your body can't do both things. It's going to do the digesting and taking care of that, and it's not going to be doing the repair on your body. Uh, loading your, your body with any kind of carbohydrates or any sugar just before you go to bed where you're less active, um, this is going to drive your blood sugar up. Sugar in itself is one of the things that uh, takes away from your immunity because it eats up uh, and uh, your white blood cells really get (laughs) damaged with too much sugar. So we want to do three hours before, no food. So hopefully that will be an easy takeaway. Uh, Start trying to wind down what you can. Uh, If you are looking into a device, I suggest looking into uh, blues blocker glasses, which it it takes the blue light. And uh, because once you suppress the blue light is going to suppress your melatonin. And melatonin is one of uh, your, it's a hormone um, that is needed for repair. Make sure you get a deep sleep. And this is going to be significantly impacted just if you're staring into a screen. So having uh, blue blocker glasses is a great thing to have on. So you just throw them on a couple hours before you go to sleep. It will uh, tremendously help with this uh, melatonin production in your body. So we're not eating, we're putting on our glasses. Another thing that is going to help uh, is maybe doing something to quiet the mind. If there's any kind of meditation practices that you can put in place, uh, things of this nature, a nice warm bath. If uh, maybe some people take a magnesium, uh, Epsom salt bath, uh, that was, this would be a fantastic time. These are just a few things. Then if we talk about supplements, 
you look at like a valerian root, have a small dose of that. It comes in a tincture okay. or, you, or you can get it in a, uh, also tablets. But a tincture is what I use. I just put uh, like a half a dropper in a little shot glass. Uh, then I also recommend uh, one milligram um, uh, sublingual uh, melatonin. And notice I said one milligram. I do not want anybody to go out and take any larger doses. Um, one milligram is, uh, is good. It's uh, actually melatonin is an antioxidant. And as we have, have uh, researched, as we get older, melatonin production actually starts declining. So, and it's going to help with the, your uh, immune repair. So this is what's going to let you fall into that deep sleep. When you're in, if you have any kind of gadget that measures your sleep cycles, there are a lot of them. The Apple Watch, I believe, does. Uh, we have uh, what is Aura, Aura Ring. It registers uh, your different sleep cycles. So it'll tell me how much light sleep, how much uh, REM sleep, how much deep sleep. And then um, you can see just uh, how much of the deep sleep and the, the REM sleep that you get. Those are the quality ones that you want to make sure and that to be able to quantify it. So everybody's an experiment of one. So you'll see your, when you start measuring these things, you'll see that, wow, if I did this or I did that or I took this supplement or I, you know, I really did that meditation practice or that breathing exercise, I took that warm shower. I can see my, my readings from last night to that was quite different. I got like two hours of deep sleep. I got two hours of REM, which is fantastic. That's what you should shoot for. When I look at health, I look at health as a longevity tool. You want to be able to, to be able to get into your later stages of life in, in the best possible shape, you know, that you are not requiring any kind of uh, uh, pharmaceutical medications um, that's the goal, that you're taking your vitamins and exercising and sleeping right, and you've got your, you know, your weight dialed in. And so by doing all these things, then you can keep your immune system and you can keep your body, mind, and soul in one piece. And then you can, each decade, you can just be the best version of yourself. Very nice. And, um, so the, the one milligram of melatonin, Mm -hmm. Why one milligram? Because I know that, uh, that some people have taken it and they have headaches and they don't feel right when they take it. Right. Because uh, they're taking uh, an excessive amount. Uh, one milligram is where, in fact, some people could say you could even go with half a milligram. But uh, I think one milligram is a respectable place. Of all the research that I've done, and I'm, I invite you to uh, do the research as well. But uh, one milligram is a very uh, respectable place to start so you can figure out what you need to do to get your, your sleep dialed in. I'm a big believer in you have to measure it to know where you're at because we're all individually different. We all have different genetics and we all have different toxic exposures we might have lived somewhere where there was mold exposure. That we might have lived somewhere where we were next to a freeway. We were taking in more toxins. So 
when I've done all this research in health, you come to realize that it's just not one part of the puzzle. It's like a multifactorial puzzle piece and you have to put it together uh, to find out where you are at. And then from where that point in the number line you are, you have to then start getting yourself into a better, better, better situation. Uh, so let's finish the sleep portion. So okay. the valerian and then a one milligram of melatonin and the hours, key hours to sleep. Right. No food in before. Oh. And then I would also say magnesium is a big uh, helpful factor into the protocol that you would take with your sleep nighttime pills. Your nighty night pills <laughs> should include magnesium because magnesium is going to um, be required for over 350 enzymatic processes in your body. So um, sleep, sleeplessness is uh, a problem with a lot of people. And, and what happens is they're very low on magnesium. And guess what depletes magnesium? Stress. Guess what depletes magnesium? Sugar. So uh, uh, magnesium activates the parasympathetic nervous system. If you have two, uh, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, mm -hmm. and you're going to be in one of those states, okay? If you're always in the sympathetic, you're always go, 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 and uh, you're always going to be on that. Uh, that is not helpful for sleep. So uh, you need to activate the parasympathetic. And everything that we've done to prepare us for sleep, we are now trying to activate the parasympathetic. And then magnesium is going to be a big game changer if we can make you aware that magnesium is going to be a, one of those crucial supplements that you need to have in your protocol. Um, all right. So we took care of sleep. Now that we got the sleep down packed, what are the vitamins, the key okay. vitamins that we need to be taking for this battle? Okay. So um, we're going to look at uh, first runner up here is uh, vitamin D. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, I'm a, like I said, I'm a big, uh, you know, measure your vitamin D. These tests have been around now for a very long time. I would hope that everybody could tell me my vitamin D is X, my vitamin D is 30, my vitamin D is 20. Your vitamin D, you need to know. You're going to find out vitamin D is going to be a deal breaker if you are not at the right optimal dose. Your vitamin D needs to be between 50 and 80 uh, milligrams. So if you're not in that range, that's the optimal range, then you need to try to get yourself there. But for right now, I would suggest 10,000 uh, units of vitamin D3. And then I would take a D3, I would make sure to try to get it with a, with a K2, mm -hmm. would probably be a, a good protocol. Oh, but we're going to another, to another vitamin, K2. Why K2? Yeah. Well, K2 is going to be uh, pretty much always uh, taken with the vitamin D. They they found that uh, because the K2 makes sure that the calcium that is anywhere in the arteries are taken on this K2 bus and taken back into the bones because you don't want too many of the uh, calcium coming into the uh, arterial um, arteries. So it's just a recommendation if you're doing this protocol with a vitamin D, uh, and you're activating some of this um, and uh, processes, you want to make sure you have K2 in there. Uh, for this time that we're finding ourselves with this 
COVID-19, you want to make sure that you're dosing at, at a minimum 10,000 IUs a day, okay? And uh, that would be, it's up, you know, check with your doctor, if you, whatever, but I, that's personally what we're doing right now. And uh, that's personally what I, I would uh, tell my family members is that right now we could need to do 10. This is a very important one is uh, vitamin C. C is in cat. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to make sure you you're got the, your vitamin C going on. So what does that mean? Okay. So there's going to be a protocol that we're going to talk about. It's a four-day protocol. If you happen to fall into this COVID-19, I think I got the symptoms. I think I got, well, I got a fever. I got this. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. But mm-hmm. vitamin C as a regular everyday, you know, get my immune primed. I would recommend looking at about um, 3,000 to 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. This is very important because vitamin C is going to, uh, be involved in fighting viral and bacterial infections in your body and, and supporting those white blood cells, okay? The white blood cells. Mm-hmm. We got the vitamin C. Now, the vitamin C is, I would want you to take it throughout the day. So that means you would take one at maybe at 9 in the morning. I'd take another one at 12 or 1 because vitamin C only stays in your body for about an hour or two. So if you take the whole 5,000 dose right away, mm-hmm. it's only going to stick around for an hour or two, okay? So I would want you to, you know, spread it out throughout your day. Now, one thing you know about vitamin C is that once you've maybe hit enough in your body saturated with vitamin C, you'll mm-hmm. actually start getting, uh, with the, you hit bowel tolerance. Uh, that means that uh, you might get a little bit of loose stools. So anybody who's out there has got a little constipation going on, maybe this is even a good thing. So... <laughs> It, you know, you know that you hit the right, uh, you know, once you know that your body's like, okay, my body says I have enough vitamin C, what it does with the rest of it, it makes you have loose stools. So mm-hmm. boom, you can never go wrong here. So that's one of the indicators on the vitamin C. So, okay, so we have that understanding vitamin C, it, it uh, is excreted, you can't make it, you got to take it, you got to take it every couple of hours, a 1000 milligram doses. Um, and then work it in throughout the day, eat what you can in the real food with vitamin C's. So that's a vitamin C wrap. So we got, we got vitamin D, we got a vitamin C. And then I would tell you the next thing is uh, right now that's uh, quite important. It would be uh, zinc. Right now on Amazon, or it's, a, it's really hard to find zinc. It's like a challenge. So, but that is one of the things that in this protocol right now, one of the few things that you can do is to get that D right, to get that C, to get that D, um, get the zinc right. So get, get yourself a zinc. Look for a zinc. Chelated form is better, 30 grams. Um, and just do one of those a day. The next thing is the vitamin A right now. And this is by Dr. Uh, Brownstein. And he's got a, a protocol where he's recommending uh, a 10,000 uh, units of just you know, this is stuff that you want to take to make sure that you've, you're, you're tweaking your immune system. We're going to look at the protocol he calls for like, okay, now I have symptoms. Now I'm not feeling good. Now I got a fever and, and some of the things. So this is, this is now the protocol, what you need to be doing and, and be ready and have handy if you start getting the COVID uh, symptoms. Yeah. Iodine is something that we, we also want to be doing on a daily base here. And uh, there's iodine that, um, that he recommends. 
you would just put like two little drops uh, into a little shot glass and have this in the uh, in the morning, for example. That's when we have it. We just want to keep it simple. Iodine is going to be used as a uh, antiviral, antifungal type of thing in the system. So this is going to be the the other thing that you want to you know bring on board. Um, and a lot of our foods. If you live on the, on the coast and you would eat a lot of seafood, shellfish, you would might get the right dose of iodine, but most people don't. And so um, if you think you're going get, to be getting that from any of that Morton's little table salt thing, you're sadly mistaken. In fact, You mean the lady with the umbrella? That's a lady. You got to throw her, throw her out. Because that's just a mixture of bleach and other chemicals, and they throw in a little bit of uh, iodine, which is evaporates. Those cartons sit around for years, and they just evaporate. They they basically you're getting nothing uh, from there. So you want to get yourself a uh, using real salt that is has minerals in it. Uh, this will make us ready for Corvid, huh? Corvid proof? Well, it's, you know, this is going to help you with any flu season. It's going to help you with uh, anything that your body is fighting off. Uh, any kind of, uh, like I said, we come across a lot of pathogens and your cells are constantly dividing and replicating. And if you don't want any misreplications <laughs> in any one of these cells, they need to have certain nutrients on board, certain antioxidants on boards. And if you don't have these, and it's like you're building a house, okay? And, and then you go to build a house, and, and then you went to go get some, some materials. And, oh, we don't have any of that. Well, no, we didn't bring any of that drywall. No, we don't have any screws. No, we, okay, so how am I going to build this house? You know, <laughs> you know, we can't do it. Our immune system is incredible. It, it does the work for us. We just have to be a little bit mindful and make sure we supply it with some of the things because what we have right now as a food supply mm -hmm. is is very sad because uh, what they've done is they've processed too many foods uh, in boxes with they spray it with chemicals and then they you know tell us that this is food that we should be consuming you know so we need to go back to trying to look at our food what are we eating and trying to get a better nutrition and uh, making better choices with that. But uh, so if you don't get it from the food and the soils that we have nowadays are depleted. So if you get the foods from the ground where the soil's depleted and then it gets processed and put in a box and then it gets on a, on a shelf and it sits for six months and then it gets to you, uh, what do you think your body's going to be doing the repairs with? And right. what do you have to say to those people that uh, think it's too expensive to uh, to buy organic food or they can just simply afford it? Well, you can tell yourself a story. <laughs> and uh, the story I tell myself is that I would rather um, make the choices right now by doing what I can, paying, you know, for these supplements or making the better food choices. Because in the long run, you're going to be much more healthy Look at the population. Why do you think the United States is such a bad way right now? Because 60, 70% of our population is overweight or obese. And, 
and and about that same amount of people we're talking about are walking around with uh, pre-diabetes or diabetes. And guess one of the most uh, uh, people that are dying from this COVID, guess what? They're dying because they have hypertension, they have uh, uh, heart disease, they have uh, uh, immune compromise. So, you know, they either have a cancer, they have an autoimmune disease, and all this is the food, the food that we eat, and what oxidants we're putting in to do the repairs. So you do the math and you decide, okay, I'll take a shortcut now and then I'll pay for all these pharmaceuticals and I'll be on insulin and I'll be on, on you know, hypertension drugs and I'll, you know, and I'll be on, on statin drugs. No, 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 no. I say take another road right now. This is the least expensive road. If you get on this road and start taking charge and, and taking and making these food choices that are better, a little bit here, a little bit there, these are a lot of things to contemplate. But I'm telling you, you have to because the option is not acceptable. The option to be, you know, uh, diagnosed with one of these diseases and then this little virus comes around, a virus that should just be like a common cold, it, you, it came, you felt bad, you had a little fever, whatever, it got over it, and you're done. But when it hits a body that doesn't have enough vitamin C, enough of vitamin D, you know, they, you get overactive immune system, it just goes haywire. Look, vitamin C actually calms down this, what they be calling the cytokine storm. It's like, wow, vitamin C? Wow, this is fantastic. Why is this on the evening news? So vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A is zinc and iodine are, are crucial in the toolkit right now. And sleep. And you got to get that sleep. It's eight hours, seven hours. Give me, give me something. But you have to have the right protocol. You can't just load up on a bowl of ice cream or decide to eat one hour before going to bed and then expect to get good sleep, you know. Okay, if you do have a fever, take your temperature. Make sure that, you know, you're, it's staying about 102 or below. Uh, but you don't want to actually start popping Tylenol for that fever because your body is in, a, in innate wisdom is trying to burn off that virus. Tylenol also um, affects the liver and knocks out what is uh, one of the main antioxidants that your body needs, which is glutathione. Okay, this is a master antioxidant in the body. So for that reason, and the reason that you're stopping this fever, because now your body, you're disabling your body from doing what it needs to do to burn this virus out of your system. So you're just prolonging the, the illness. Okay, you want to let it run its course, you, you know, you want to make yourself comfortable, put some, you know, cool towels on your head, whatever. But you do not want to stop that fever. And if you take that Tylenol, you're going to deplete your glutathione. And the more you deplete your glutathione, the, the worse outcome you're going to have. So this when, is... When should you take the Tylenol? Well, let's say that the fever is going creaking up to 103. Um, you know, at that point, maybe you want to consider taking one Tylenol. Um, that's just my you know, opinion. But I, I really, really have the Tylenol behind glass only break in real serious emergency you don't want to pop those things like pez heads people are told yeah tylenol a little pain here a little pain but tylenol no you're doing damage to your liver you're 
you're depleting the most important uh, antioxidant in your body, glutathione. They actually measure this glutathione. If you go to the hospital and your glutathione is like zero, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> this is the master antioxidant. So you want to respect your body's innate wisdom. Let the fever run its course. Of course, have that thermometer. Mitigate it. Uh, realize you're going to be sweating profusely. That's fine. You're getting the toxins out. The body's doing what it needs to do, trying to get rid of it. Okay, so you have to hydrate while you're sweating. You have to make sure that you have, uh, if possible, uh, some kind of chicken broth, uh, chicken soup available. You also want to have coconut water. Is, uh works quite well. Get those electrolytes back in. So you have to drink plenty of water. And uh, if you don't have enough water in your system throughout the day, we're constantly trying to make sure we, we do that. And the first four hours when you wake up, those are crucial hours for you to get over 50. Let's say whatever you weigh in body weight, you should do half of that in ounces of water. So you should have consumed that much water by four hours the time that you've woken up. And if you haven't, you're already behind because you don't want to be drinking that kind of water all the way into later on in the night because then you'll be up and that's not good for sleep. And if your immune system is in a pretty good spot and you're, you, know, you don't have one of these chronic illnesses, then you're going to be able to get over this you know, within a few days. And not, you know, this is not should be shutting down our economy. There's another gentleman there that, uh, that I've been listening to, and he's, he just breaks it down so elegantly where he talks about how all this information is just being suppressed and um, and that this conspiracy about what you know it's happening here with the government and you know the vaccination schedules where they're just going to want to get everybody that on you know tracking them and vaccinations and it's just it's taken this this turn for for the worse with the with the government uh, kind of uh, being heavy handed um, with the population where some of this information is so. Uh, simple that why aren't we hearing this why is it because this high dose vitamin c they're doing intravenous high dose vitamin c's in the hospitals especially in other parts of the world and they're having great results but why aren't we why aren't we listening to any of these other options so even if you can't get high dose vitamin c you can do the high dose vitamin c like we discussed my thing is about being empowered Okay, don't give away your power. You are not the victim. So that's what we have to make sure everybody understands, that everybody has a power unless you give it away. And I refuse to give my power away to anybody with a little white coat. Um, they're not trained in the nutritional aspects. They are trained in the pharmaceutical aspects. They can write you prescriptions for all sorts of drugs. That's not my thing, you know. My thing is to keep my immune system healthy and, um, and to make sure that, you know, you maintain your flexibility and, uh, and your body so it can be responsive and uh, you can have a good journey. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and we're definitely going to have you back. And uh, Olga, one more thing. Don't, Don't fall off the, off the pot. <laughs> and here are the doctors Olga wants you to know about. Dr. Shaiba Adorai, 
Dr. Brownstein and Dr. Berg. I hope you took all those notes. My head is exploding. <laughs> ah, but at least we're going to be ready for the battle. That's a wrap. Ah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, but hmm, did you know that we have our very own app? You can go to your app store now and download Pod With Me. And don't forget to visit us on social media. This is Alex J. Aguiar, and until next time, don't fall off the pod. Ready.